So. Sorry about that. I forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> oh <laughs> That's my all right. God. That's all right. <laughs> We're still live. So, you know. Okay. Yeah. Good. So, good. Yeah. So uh, I guess shit that sucked. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's fine. It's but uh, yeah, it. Um, I just when I first when you first told me you were going to do this, you know, when we had you on the podcast, I kind of thought you were crazy. I, I dug it though, because it was for a good cause. You know, right. it, it, it was for a good cause. My first, the first question my wife had was, how is he, uh, how's he doing this without, uh, with like his job? Like, how's his job letting him do this? So well, how I'm did that answer? So okay, I'm, I'm that's, a freelance that's cameraman. So, um, originally I had planned this last year. Uh, and of course that wasn't a possibility. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I decided that I was going to do it this year. Uh, last year, I knew I was going to be off Ju- July and August. That's kind of the thing about reality TV is um, a lot of times you can kind of pick and choose when you want to work, but um, sometimes during the summertime, it's a little slower, you know? Mm. And so uh, that just worked out great. Um, I finished the trip. Uh, I finished the, the pushups on Sunday, August 22nd. I flew back. Uh, I left Hawaii on Wednesday, got back into Dallas on Thursday at two and then flew to Denver at 10 that night to work uh, sneaker con. So what's sneaker um, con like sneaker an actual con. convention oh. with sneakers? Oh, yeah. 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 Sneaker it's, heads, huge. Man, it's huge. Yeah. Gigantic. I've heard of this. Yeah. yeah really? And I'll actually be at the oh. sneaker con in Chicago in a week and a half. Um, oh, no shit. Yeah. There. It's a two day event. Um on September 11th and 12th in Chicago. Uh, I think it's at the Rosemont. Uh, okay. Oh, and so, yeah, it's huge, man. I, I didn't realize how many sneaker heads there are out there. And there are I, thousands. We, I met one uh, when I started where just the, the my very last teaching job I had, there was a guy by the name of Brandon that I worked with. Uh, and he told me all about it. And I go to church with a guy and, and they're telling me there's like rooms, entire rooms full of sneakers. Like Brandon put the down payment on his house by just selling off some of his collection. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. it is. And yeah. from a comic book collector, I go, well, sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you just <laughs> exactly you just cha- change we, your, change your medium and you go, okay. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. Greg, I just remembered we were sitting next to a guy at Joe Rogan yep. who does that for a living. Yeah. Yep. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, is, is that is that something that uh, somebody sent you or you were that's a job for you or is that something that, that you're was a job into? yeah okay, that was a job, job for me yeah okay. uh to to go and uh film and set up and and uh do the huge jumbotron we had a 70 uh panel lcd screen that we were operating cool. and switching between multiple cameras and stuff so yeah cool. and then i'll be doing it again um so I, it with I, the same with same promoter, like you're contracted yeah. with them. Or, okay. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, in between gigs, um, here in Texas, um, between reality t- television shows, uh, I met a guy named Mike and, um, he runs a, uh, audio visual, uh, production company mm-hmm. here in Dallas. Yeah. And so, um, I started doing the corporate stuff, which, uh, I prefer the corporate stuff. It pays better than reality television does. Um, really? Yeah. And we were, we, before the COVID we were going and staying at five star resorts, filming these CEOs, giving speeches to other CEOs, the cameras on a tripod, you just push record. Like it's the gravy job for a cameraman. And, um, and then COVID, uh, took that down and and Mm -hmm. zoom kind of replaced it. So, but it's starting to come back, but the, the sneaker con was, uh, one of those things, and it just it fell perfectly like you know i'm i'm done the push-up challenge i need to get a job boom i'm working that day so Mm -hmm. it worked out great for those of you that don't know what's going on that are listening to this on the audio it's because i pressed record a little too late (laughs) um we're talking with darren hafford if you guys remember from the last a couple podcasts back he had this um i think it's a huge challenge he set upon himself to do uh 50 push-ups in 50 state capitals for 50 days so he just got finished what about three four days ago yeah yeah and he was gracious enough to jump on this podcast live mm-hmm. and um he seems to be the only one ready other than greg and i <laughs> we had a lot of technical problems setting yeah this up. it's you know he shifted from sunday to monday and the comedy of errors just yeah 
takes yeah. off. So, so. I, what we were talking about um, uh, while we were trying to fix out the bugs, there's a huge event that you witnessed. You, I'm guessing you, you stopped. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. W- take us, take us down this path. Yeah. And I need, I need to hear this because I, I, you know, I, I followed everything. I was, I was there with you and for, and somehow I missed this part. <laughs> I don't know how I thought I was, I thought I was keeping up with every day and I missed this part. So I'm going to be riveted by this. So go ahead. So, uh, it was on, hold on just a second. Um, I'm sending, uh, my girl, your guys's link so she can watch this live. Woo-hoo. Um, yeah. So, uh, it was, uh, like subscribe. What was like it? Subscribe. Yes, like and subscribe. <laughs> um, uh, so it was on day 47, Topeka, Kansas. Uh, so that morning I woke up in Lincoln, Nebraska, and then drove um, from Lincoln, Nebraska to Topeka, Kansas, and then uh, went inside uh, of the Capitol. I usually tried to get to the Capitals around four in the afternoon. Uh, if they closed at five, some state capitals closed at six, some closed earlier. Mm-hmm. It depended on what their schedule was. And, and I would try to make it in there so I could shoot my interior photos of that state capital. And then um, I'd go to a coffee shop from five to seven, dump the footage, show back up to the capital at seven um, and set up my cameras, my GoPros for the pushups. And then at 730, I would do the pushups. And so that's kind of what the routine became. And mm-hmm. so um, I was setting up the cameras uh, at seven and uh, a group of bikers showed up from the VFW. My aunt, uh, Aunt Bonnie, um, did a, an amazing job reaching out to VFWs ahead of time uh, nice. to promote right. me. Right. And Good so, on you, Aunt Bonnie. Oh, yeah. Not only that, she um, hooked us up for a, a room upgrade in Hawaii where we were on the 18th floor with a balcony overlooking Ooh. Waikiki Beach. So, yeah, Aunt Bonnie crushed it. Wow. Um, nice. nice. Yeah. And so. Golf clap for Aunt Bonnie real quick. Yes, Golf clap. Yes, yeah, that, yes. let's, let's give one for Aunt Bonnie. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so it was fantastic. And uh, so anyway, um, drive down. Uh, I'm set up. I do the push-ups. I'm talking with the biker guys after the push-ups are done. I had just been interviewed by NBC uh, before the push-ups, and um, and I'm a talker. So the the bikers hung around for a little while, and uh, then it started to get dark. And I liked I like it when it gets dark, so the lights come on, so it makes a prettier image yeah, for their their state absolutely. capital. Absolutely, good photography. Yep. Yeah, and so. Um, I'm on the north side of the Capitol and I'm making my way to the west side of the Capitol and I'm set up because there's an old church across the street that I liked. And it was, there was a blue light cast uh, from the street lamp. Like they had a black light for the, the street lamp, which I thought was different and interesting. Okay. So I set up to shoot that image and um, I, uh, all of a sudden I see this little Chinese lady coming through the frame i'm like okay she's coming across she's you know walking the sidewalk i'm gonna i'll reshoot this you know um once she clears frame yeah and then she starts walking towards me and i'm like oh she's she's realized that i'm shooting a picture she's coming around the back side of the camera how very nice of her and uh she gets close and um she says do you have a phone and i'm like yeah i have a phone and she's like my car is gone my mother is gone my purse and phone are all gone Oh my. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so she calls her husband and tells him, and she's frantic at this point. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then she calls her sister and is speaking to her sister in Chinese and um, starts crying and everything. And so she gets off the phone and she's extremely distraught. And so I, um, I'm like, look, I'm going to call 911. Yeah. And she's, I said, we're going to call the police. I said, and the reason we're going to call the police is they'll put an all, all points bulletin and APB out. Um, are you sure you parked the car here? And she's like, yes. And it turned out that her and her sister always walk around the state Capitol because it's a huge, huge state Capitol grounds. Yeah. And okay. it's great for exercise. And so she always parks at the same spot. Well, her sister couldn't make it that night. So she had walked around and then came back to her mom and was like, look, I'd like to do one more lap. 
And her mom was like, yeah, sure. And she was in the car. Car was running. She was watching how, YouTube videos. How old is this woman? The mother was 87 years old. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, the daughter I would have placed in her 60s. Okay. And so um, so I call 911 and I explain what's going on. And then I see a police officer in an SUV driving down the street. So I flag him down and he stops. And I explained to him what's going on. And I explained yeah. to him, look, I was in the military. I was a military police officer for three years. Um, you, you know, get more information from her. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a perimeter sweep of the state capitol because maybe her grandmother moved or her mom moved in right. the car, yeah. even though she yeah. doesn't drive and she's never driven apparently. And so, uh, but I just wanted to see. And so I made my way uh, from the west side back around the north side, back around the east, uh, around the east side, and then came to the southwest corner of the state capitol. And I could see him and her way way off in the distance like too okay. way too far to yell or or anything but i saw the the suv the red nissan suv and so i made my way towards it and uh the window was partially cracked probably about four inches and i see her hand like holding onto the window and i walk the up grandmother's right the mom yeah okay the mom, mom yeah, yeah, yeah the mom mm -hmm. and um and i can tell that uh you know, something's not right. And, right. uh, and the vehicle is parked at this point. And so I approach and, th and that's when I see this individual in the driver's seat who clearly, uh, does not look like he fits in the picture. Oh, okay. like, you know what I mean? Like one of yeah. these things, a suspicious character, <laughs> yeah. very, very suspicious. Uh, and so I'm like, Hey, what, what's going on here? And he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm just trying to help her out. I said, no, you're not. I said, this vehicle wasn't even parked here. You've moved this vehicle. Like you've, you've, what, what are you doing? Yeah. I said, uh, put the car in park. And he's like, it's in park. Well, it was a new vehicle and it's a touch button. It doesn't oh, okay. have the key ignition. Okay. And so he couldn't, he was locked in the vehicle and he couldn't figure out how to get out of the vehicle. Okay. Oh, my. I think he was either trying to get her out of the vehicle Okay. Or, or whatnot. Cause I, I'm sure she was screaming. Now at this point she starts holding her, tapping her chest like this. Right. And, uh, I'm like, oh, wait, 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 man. hang on, hang on. Darren. Is she in the passenger, passenger side? Passenger seat? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's in the driver's seat. Okay. And so and, she's tapping her chest. So you're thinking heart attack or something. Yes. Like that, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, she, and she's holding my hand through the window. Uh huh. And so, uh, I'm like, look, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to call the police and we're going to figure this out. And he's like, oh, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, this is what's going to happen. And so yeah. I get on the phone with 911 again. And um, I, uh, at this point, I tell him, look, turn off the vehicle because I don't want him to drive off. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know how to turn it off. And I said, well, just push that button right there. And, and so he pushes it. Well, then it unlocks the doors. And so um, I'm on the phone for maybe a minute or so more with the, the police trying to tell them what's going on yeah. or the, the dispatcher. And um, he decides like, he's, he's not waiting. Like that. Yeah. I'm out of so here. Yeah. He, yeah. So he gets, and he jumps out of the vehicle and now he goes to the back door of the vehicle. Cause it's an SUV and he opens it up and he's already got stuff in there. He had a backpack in there and everything. So apparently he had acquired some stuff and uh -huh. tossed it in there and was, do you know what was in the backpack? Like, do you know what this is? I have like? no idea. Okay. No. So we don't know but if this apparently was like there was a... some lights. He stole some lights or something. I'm not sure. And so I make my way around the backside of the vehicle and uh, I'm like, I tell the 911 operator, I'm like, I'm going to apprehend this individual. Uh huh. And, uh, and he goes, don't you, don't you put your hands on me, man. And he takes the lamest swing at me. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> he this didn't is know that you just got done doing push-ups. Right. And or I've been you doing push-ups. That's your former military. <laughs> yeah. Take so a lame-ass like, swing at a Marine. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is, well, this is going to get a lot more interesting now. And all of a sudden he starts running. And so I start running after him. His shoe falls off in the street, which I thought was funny. And he's now about three quarters of the way across the street. It's a, it's a four lane street. Yeah. Okay. And um, another police officer pulls up an SUV and gets out. And I'm like, officer, get him on his face. And he's like, what? I'm like, get him on his face. 
And he's like, you get on the curb now. And so the guy gets on the curb. He's like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, I'll tell you in a second. I got to check on the lady. And so I run back to see if she's, you know, and she's still yeah. doing the heart thing. And yeah. so then a third police officer shows up and he contacts um, EMTs EMT, yeah. and then her husband shows up and I tell him, hey, go get your wife. She's around the corner um, and bring her back because she's the one that can speak to her. Yeah. So then she he does that. And then the fire department shows up and then a ton more cops show up. And this guy is now, you know, he's being handcuffed and I see him in this and the, the woman is still holding my hand. Um, and um, then the daughter shows up and the daughter is like, uh, why he take my car? And the police are like, we don't know. You know, we're trying to figure this out. And she's like, why he take my mom? And again, we don't know. We're trying to figure this out. I want to kill him. I'm like, don't say that. <laughs> so wait a minute. So, so this guy was. So it wasn't like an attempted kidnapping. He was carjacking with a person in the yeah, he, car. Yeah, he, carja he carjacked, which would make it kidnapping it. as well. Yes. But yes, holy you carjack, shit. and then you look in the passenger seat and go, "Oh shit!" I mean, yeah, and then and then you you're locked yourself in a smart vehicle more or less because <laughs> yeah. the woman with the fob is is across the quad. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. So all the, you know, the cops are there and then I explain to them, you know, that I, I give a statement, tell them what happened and everything. Uh -huh. And then I'm like, look guys, I, I got to get going. Like, <laughs> what? I said, yeah, I, I got to finish shooting my pictures of the state Capitol here. And then I got to drive from here to Pika back all the way down to Oklahoma city, Oklahoma to do my pushups at five 30 in the morning, because I got to make it to Dallas by eight because I'm flying to Alaska to do my pushups in Alaska. And then I'm flying to Hawaii to, to finish my pushups there. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm doing 50 pushups at all 50 state capitals for 50 days for veteran suicide. I was interviewed by NBC. It's coming on at 10 o'clock tonight. Um, you, you know, if you want to check right. it out, but uh, I've really got to get going because I, I got to be other places. Yeah. And they're like, all right. So then the family's hugging me and you know, because uh, the sister also showed up and then I'm shaking hands with the cops and everything. And then, then I, I go and I shoot my photos and hop in the truck. And then the husband calls me because he had my number from when she called. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, look, um, you know, we in, in the Chinese culture, um, they want to present you gifts. And I was like, okay. He's like, so do you live in Topeka? I said, no, I'm, I'm actually leaving. I'm just <laughs> driving through. And I tell him what's going on. And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, I've just been in your state for maybe six hours and I'm just passing through. Well, it, and in their defense, it does sound a little nuts. And, and <laughs> yeah. even when I heard about it, I'm like, there's no way. And then we talked to you, like, there's a plan. It's a driving plan. You got, I'm like, shit, dude. Yeah. yeah get after it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so wow. they invited me over to their house. Um, and I went over to their house. They had cookies and, and chocolate covered almonds and coffee for me. And we got some great pictures together. And, um, the, the, the lady was super nice, you know, and yeah. kept telling me over and over in Chinese that I had saved her life. And, um, and I was thankful. And then they presented me with a white envelope and told me not to open it until I left. And then I left and opened it. And it was a, very very generous uh donation wow. and um then i drove down to oklahoma i didn't sleep that night because i needed to make the drive yeah and then i drove down to oklahoma um did the push-ups then drove to dallas caught on a plane flew to alaska uh did the push-ups in alaska the next day and then left alaska that night and flew to hawaii and finished in hawaii wow. so it was a weird uh, busy, not a lot of sleep, yeah, uh, last yeah. couple of days, but I didn't have to drive. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I got on that plane and I was just like, yes, finally, wow. I don't have to drive. So what so, keeps yeah. going on Good in my Lord. head, Darren, is that like you were meant to be there at that time. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? Like yep. maybe this entire thing that you were doing was for that one moment. I think so. Yeah. I think God put me there for a reason. And like, oh, I, I mean, most definitely. Yeah. Cause I mean, how, how else do you explain something like that? You know, cause I had come up with this idea over a year and a half ago mm -hmm. and yeah. everything would have had to have fallen just perfectly. And if I wouldn't have talked to those bikers, as long as I had, 
yeah. that day. Yeah, you're right. Uh, if, if my Aunt Bonnie hadn't reached out to them, they wouldn't have shown up. I would have already been gone. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It would have. Yeah. So anything wow. would have changed that. Yeah. It's all connected. Well, it's, and this is, you know, you said by the grace of God, you were there and it absolutely was. And this is what drives me nuts. And I'm going to get a little religious here for the people. So fair warning. But uh, when you talk about, I mean, that's got to be intelligent design. That yeah. th- there are so many things, so many factors that would have played into you not being there at that very moment. Yeah. To, to watch a woman walk across your frame. Yeah. That, that absolutely that's intelligent design that's the hand of god absolutely absolutely you can't convince me otherwise no and and it was interesting because um the the husband is an american and um the his wife is chinese and her sister and mother they all came from beijing Mm -hmm. and we were talking and um we had mentioned you know this is this is an act of god and he mike was his name the husband's name Oh, I thought you were just like, Mike was God. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm like, you um, talked to God? <laughs> no. Um, and so Mike uh, was explaining that they were atheists, you know, in China before mm-hmm. they came to the United States. And he was like, "If do you need any more proof? And she's like, no. Wow. You know? so, <laughs> that's yeah. really, that's, that's really fucking cool. When mm-hmm. something like that. Um, yeah. There are moments where God smacks you in the face and, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that that's cool. That's cool. So so I I know we're gonna lose you on time here because you gotta hop on another interview with that news station. No no um, no. They're they're showing no. the uh, oh they're the showing it. Oh, they're oh showing I thought that yeah. I thought you had to call in and do so an interview. You just wanted to see your face, Darren. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I okay. have another interview tomorrow morning with the Beloit Daily News, my old newspaper that I used to deliver oh, yeah. newspapers for. I remember my that. mom walked in and told them that they need to do a story on the former newspaper boy. <laughs> and so they, they rightfully listened to my mom. Uh, Cause she, you better listen to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> He's a badass. I made the mistake one time of bragging about how she had killed two bears. And she's like, uh, you forgot about the third bear in the bedroom <laughs> and the wild boar that I shot with a bow and arrow above the dining room table. I'm like, I know ma, I know. Where'd I she brag. grow up? Where'd she grow she grew, up? Well, she was born in Maine. So she grew up in Maine and then um, they moved. We moved to Wisconsin when I was three. Oh, okay. You know what? You could have said Beloit and I still would have believed it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, okay. So you don't have to run. That's awesome. But my question still remains of like, after this grand adventure, what's next? Well, uh, right now I'm writing a book about the entire process. So I shot and, and then a documentary as well. Um, and I'll write the book because that'll help with the documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my thought is get all of the details down, uh, as fast as I can while they're still fresh. Um, and I've filmed every day. Uh, so I've, if you'd like nine hours of West Texas driving footage, uh, I gotcha. Um, I don't <laughs> think you're going to want to watch it. Uh, but, but there are West some, Texas. yeah, there are some beautiful parts of the country that I did get some great driving footage of. Um, but again, the thought is to, to get it all out, written down as quickly as I can and mm-hmm. using the, the video footage to kind of remind me of how that day went. And then, um, cause originally I, the thought was I would just do a photo book, you know, a hundred yeah. page photo book, two mm-hmm. pages per capital. Um, but now I think, uh, that the story, um, definitely with chapter 47 is going to be very interesting and unique. Um, And then from there doing the documentary uh, after the book is finished and um, then the dream is to become a motivational speaker. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. Go ahead. Are you going to try it again? Are you going to do it again? I I would like to, to make this a yearly thing. If yeah. I can, uh, there are definitely changes I would make. Um, one would be, uh, I'd like to have an RV and a co-driver. Yeah, sure. Because, yeah. Um, I couldn't, I could a lot of, I was overly ambitious. I was hoping to post and I, I did post most, almost every day, uh, mm-hmm. like a Facebook live video. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was hoping to post like a picture, uh, that I had taken of the Capitol, 
Um, and I had hoped to also do more like on camera, like I'm in the Capitol here today mm -hmm. and, and giving a little bit more history of the Capitol. I wanted it to be more educational. And I, and I do have some of that, that footage. Um, it's just, I don't, I, I got tired after a while, the first oh, sure. 16 days, uh, we're more driving than the last 32 States combined. So, wow. um, wow. yeah, that drive. The drive from Washington to Montana, from Montana to North Dakota, uh, that was where back to back over 600 mile days. So I was averaging um, at, at in the beginning, uh, the first couple of weeks, um, five to 600 miles of driving a day. Wow. And it was just any yeah. um, any type of besides the immense heat in Phoenix, any type of weather you ran into? Was uh, weather, was, weather was, um, it was really hot in Boise, Idaho, of all places. They were having this um, record-breaking heat wave there. And so um, the hottest was in Phoenix was 106 at 7.30 at night when I did the push-ups. I would try to do the push-ups at 7.30 so mm -hmm. that if people wanted to come out, they could get off work and come out. Yeah, um, right. It's a little cooler then. Um, and um, not only that, it just, it allowed me more driving. So I yeah. try to do most of my driving at night because the sun beating through the windshield. Um, also a lot more traffic during the day. If you're yes. driving at night, I mean, it's, it's so much easier, especially with the construction and stuff. And, yeah. and you have a lot less bonehead drivers out there. Um, yep, sure. You're usually driving with professional drivers, you know, semi drivers. So, yeah. um, it's a much better drive to do at night, but there were days where I would, I would start driving at night, you know, after I did the pushups, then I would shoot my night photos. I try to get on the road somewhere between nine and 10, try to drive for like five or six hours if I could, depending on how tired I would get. And then I would, um, sleep in the front passenger seat of the truck, um, on days that I didn't have a family member or a place to stay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that really wore on me. Um, but loves, uh, has shower facilities. So you yep. pay 13 bucks and, um, they provide towels and a shower and your own bathroom and everything. So I did that a few times. Um, and then I had, uh, stopped at, at different friends. So I stopped, uh, in Denver at my aunt Joni's, uh, I stopped at my cousin's place in Idaho. I stopped at my aunt's in Oregon. Um, I sta stopped at my buddy's house in Northern Wisconsin. And then at my parents' house, um, uh, in Southern Wisconsin, my brother's in Ohio, a uh, friend from that I knew from the Marine Corps. I stayed at her and her man's place in Virginia. Um, I stayed at my girl, my new girlfriend, uh, from the trip, uh, Jen, um, you met her on her the place. trip. So, yeah, so we, we had actually met before, but um, didn't know each other. So we grew up three uh, blocks from each other in no shit. Wisconsin. Oh, she's another. Okay. School. Okay. So, and um, she went to a different elementary school than I did, even though we were three blocks away from each other. And then she went to a different um, junior high because I moved to the other side of town in fifth grade. Then we went to high school together, but the high school, we had a graduating class of over 400 students. So we didn't know each other then. It remind probably, me again what because I'm from that area. What what high school? Memorial. Memorial. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and had she met me in high school, um, she would not have dated me. In, Isn't that always the case, though? Oh, absolutely. Well, because I most people don't know it, but I was the smallest guy in high school, so I didn't grow until I got in the Marine Corps. So I, I graduated at 17. I joined the Marine Corps, and my first day of Marine Corps basic training was my 18th birthday. And, um, I went in at five, four, one twenty. That's and, right. I remember that. And then I grew <laughs> yeah. seven inches and put on 65 pounds. He was a little guy. 65. I was a little, yeah. Cause they were like, yeah. does your mommy know you're out playing? Oh, Marine? that's right. They had you on the double yeah. meal thing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, so she had reached out on Facebook. We had, um, connected, uh, at the 30 year reunion okay. and, um, and we were friends on Facebook. And so she had reached out saying, Hey, uh, if you need a place to crash or do some laundry or whatever, I really want to support this trip. Uh, she, she was a firefighter for 10 years. She was a Lieutenant in the cool. fire department. Awesome. So she's uh, a huge heart and, um, and just love the cause. 
And so I got to Albany, New York and had some car issues. The front brake caliper on the driver's side fell off and was grinding against the inside of the the driver rim. Sounds safe. Yeah. Um, And so I pulled over, got it taken care of, and um, then drove um, that night from Albany, New York up to Vermont. And she rode her Harley uh, to Vermont. And, um, and we met at this little coffee shop and, um, then I followed her back from Vermont. She watched me do the pushups in Vermont and followed her back, uh, to New Hampshire. And cause she was putting me up on the couch and, um, something was wrong with the truck. I had just spent $1,771 and there was something really wrong with the truck. It felt like the whole front end was going to rip off. So I was like, oh man, you know, and she's like, just be cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, I've got the weekend off. So I've got a car, like we're going to get this done. You're You're going to be fine. And, um, so I called the next morning and they were closed cause it was a Saturday. And so she's like, we're going to just do what we're going to do. So she, we drove up to Maine, uh, on Saturday, we, uh, drove to, um, uh, the, state capital in new hampshire together and then we i took the car in on monday morning and um i was fearful because i had called the garage and they're like well it sounds like it could be the transmission and we didn't do that and i'm like god i hope it's not the transmission because if it's the transmission right. the trip is over i right. can't afford to yeah. fix the transmission uh buy a flight to alaska buy a flight right. to hawaii still do the rest of the trip uh it's just not going to happen and um so I'm I'm walking back feeling pretty down and dejected at this point. Mm-hmm. And um I I just I spent probably an hour or two just kind of upset and sulking and depressed and wondering where am I gonna go from here and yeah. praying like this something needs to happen here. And so uh we go back to the garage and he's like, it's all fixed. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, um, you were missing a bolt, uh, a nut on one of the bolts for your brake caliper, and you were missing uh, a whole other bolt and nut assembly. You should have four. You had um, two and a half. And I was like, oh, my God. And he goes, it's all fixed. You're good to go. So then um, we parked it, and she and I drove down to Boston, did the push-ups at Boston, and then um, came back. And so I ended up staying... um, on the couch, uh, at her place. Um, I was at her place for six days. Oh, because, wow. Yeah. Cause we, you kept going to different capitals and coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Because it was so close. Now had this sure. happened anywhere else on the trip, I would have been screwed. But when the state capital for the next state is 50 miles away. Yeah. That's another like, hand of God thing. Easy. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So, um, so truck was fixed. Uh, she had to go back to work on Tuesday. I drove down to Providence, Rhode Island, did the pushups there, drove back up to New Hampshire, um, drove back down to, um, uh, what was it? Connecticut. She drove after she got off work that day, she drove down to Connecticut, did the pushups in Connecticut. And then I went to Dover, Delaware and continued on. And then she met me in Dallas and we flew from Dallas to Alaska. And then, um, she went to Hawaii. Oh, very so nice. cool. That's yeah. She is on right now listening, by the way. So she heard that entire story. So oh, awesome. Well, she, so she saved hello, the Jennifer. trip. She saved the, the trip. savior of the trip. Yes. She that's, is a that's nice woman. Yeah. That yeah. is nice. Cool. So, um, if anybody else out there has questions they want to throw out, like where was the prettiest place you visited? What's the best state? What's the suckiest state? <laughs> What, about um, the, I, what were you eating, man? I mean, how was your diet on this? Uh, it thing? wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> it really beef wasn't jerky, great. Mountain Dew. A lot of a lot of beef jerky, sunflower <laughs> seeds. Um, so you were smelling really good. Well, because there, there yeah, because there were days that I'd go three days without a shower, sleeping in the front seat of the pickup truck, and I was glad uh-huh. I was the only one in the pickup truck. You yeah, know, because because I'm I'm driving, and then you know um, I'm doing the push-ups. And then, um, you know, driving some more and not in showering the heat, and, in the yeah. humidity in the yeah. middle oh, of summer, the worst. So one Oh six in Phoenix, uh, one Oh two in Boise, Idaho, which yep. still blows right. my mind. 
98 in Georgia with a humidity of like a thousand percent. I believe that. I believe that. Because I got, yeah, I got done doing that set of pushups and I described it as, um, you know, when you open a slice of American cheese and you pull the plastic off, that's how the (laughs) shirt came off. I was going to say your underwear came off the way because I can imagine it came off just that. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, oh, this is disgusting. Why did I do this in the summertime? Oh, wait. Yeah. I don't want to be doing this in the winter. No, you really don't want that. Yeah. So what, what, uh, so what was Iowa, Iowa, most beautiful capital? Yeah. It was Iowa. Oh my God. If, and I had no idea. What made it the most beautiful? Um, one, it has five domes. So it has a dome on all four corners and then it has a central dome. So uh, the like interior the yeah so um before i had gotten to iowa it was harrisburg pennsylvania was the okay. most beautiful capital now okay. before that it was wisconsin wisconsin's interior uh capital is so absolutely cool. yeah, yeah it, it is the awesome. murals the, the marble i mean it is gorgeous and it's easily in the top 10 most beautiful capitals um but for me iowa because it was not only the interior but also the exterior and then uh, number two would be Springfield, Illinois, which was designed by the same architect who did Iowa, and he okay. was from Paris. And so it looked like you were going in Versailles. So Springfield, Illinois' state capital is also gorgeous. The most beautiful uh, capitals actually are Midwest, um, really uh, gorgeous, gorgeous capitals. So I put um, a plug in that Wisconsin has the tallest state capital, only a few feet shorter than the national capital. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and it, uh, Albany, New York, uh, I felt like I was on the set of Batman. Very gothic. Ooh. Yeah. I like, like it. It's very cool. I'm um, going to do push-ups here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, you have uh, North Dakota. Um Louisiana and uh, Nebraska all have high-rise capitals. Um, they're okay. oh. just huge. Yeah. And so the story I was told was uh, that Huey Long, the governor of Louisiana, saw the state capital in Nebraska and told them to design it like that, but make it bigger. And so, <laughs> and it's very art deco inside. So there's a movie, an old movie called Rocketeer, which came out before Rocket Man. Oh, or, um, Greg, you, know you want to show them what you got over there? This this is this is my my little partner. Oh well, then you know, yeah. Oh, oh my god, yeah. dude. So I felt like I was on the set of that movie because of the Art Deco uh, stuff in North Dakota's state capital. Dude. I cool. freaking cool. love that movie. Well, then you need to go to North Dakota. I think I do uh, because check that out. yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm I was like, oh my god, the 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 lighting uh, fixtures and the hallway, and it's just very very well. Good. I, and to be honest, I love the, that Art Deco uh style anyway i mean if i like when i do my basement i would i think it'd be pretty cool if i did that okay well but then you would definitely style. love uh you would love north dakota uh, huh north dakota yeah um most of the other capitals have the traditional kind of dome like yeah. look to them what was kind of disappointing uh was at the end both hawaii and alaska um i couldn't get inside because it was the weekend and mm-hmm. um the Alaska looks like a regular building. Hawaii is very different. Um, it's almost like a temple because you walk in and it's it sits above you kind of thing. Um, and it was under renovation. A lot of the state capitals were under renovation. I also learned that about 20 state capitals have burned to the ground uh, throughout history, which yep, I found fascinating. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and so, yeah, there was a lot of history to learn. Um and a lot of places are very proud of their state capital, some more than others. Um, I found it interesting when I was in South Dakota because they are the second smallest city in America to have a state capital. And I was like, which one is And before I could even ask which one was first when I started to say which one they're like, Vermont. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, okay. But South Dakota was great because um, there's so few people in South Dakota. And I had like 25 biker guys show up that's awesome oh, cool. uh, and and like four of them got down and did push-ups with me very cool well, yeah so um and that was the other thing is i had a lot of people that would jump in and, and do push-ups with mm-hmm. me. yeah so um i i always had this little guy 
don't know where I put it. Oh, here. Yeah. Go. And that was one thing I wanted to highlight because I don't think I had it. I think we talked about it before I hit record was that how, um, how, how much love you found traveling oh, yeah. the United States mm-hmm. where I think a lot right now you get this sense that everybody hates everybody. Uh, and, no, um, no. And it, it, uh, it's good to hear that like people were willing to help that guy that fixed your car. He didn't charge you, right? Like he was, no, just he, like, he, yeah. So our air conditioner got fixed for free. Um, yeah. uh, screw in the tire got fixed by another shop for free, uh, free oil change in South Dakota. Awesome. So yeah, wow. there were, um, people, uh, buying food for yeah. me. Um, just the, the, the overwhelming amount of love that America has for its veterans, um, is not spoken of enough. Awesome. I don't think, you awesome. know, and, uh, what was great is, so I have this little guy here. I call him, uh, uncle Sammy. Um, yeah. he, I have one glued on the dashboard and then I always put one when I would do the pushups. And so I'm in, um, Wisconsin and uh, a friend of mine that I had worked with Tara uh, and I had worked with her at Popeye's in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, and um, her little seven-year-old daughter got down and cranked out some push-ups. Cool. Oh, nice. All right. Awesome. And so, yeah. And so I felt, and I had a bunch of little uncle Sammy statues. I had yeah. probably close to 20 of them. And um, so I gave her one. You know, mm-hmm. and then the next day I called Tara and I was like, hey, just let her know, you know, that he's been to 16 capitals, you know, and, and uh, take care of him, please. And she's like, when we got home, she asked for a washcloth because his face was dirty. And I was like, oh, that is so cute. <laughs> yeah, <that> is <laughs> like, cute. You know, nice. so, yeah, there was I, my first company, Gunny from the, the Marine Corps, uh, Gunny Elkendeer, who now lives in Wisconsin, um, 75 years old, showed up, cranked out the push-ups with me at the state capitol in Madison. Nice. Yeah, my buddy Brian that. Ralston was there. Jefferson Horwath was there. Um, Lisa uh, was there. Um, I know I'm forgetting a couple. Uh, Jeremy Souter was there. Um, so I had a, a good crew of people. Um, oh, I forget the other kid's name. There was one other kid that was there. Um, that's family um, that was also doing the push-ups uh, in, in Wisconsin. And cool. uh, then Harley people showed up. Um, so yeah, it was just very interesting because in South Dakota, I had met these two women at breakfast, these elderly ladies, and then they showed up uh, that night to watch me do the push-ups and they were surrounded no by all these, yeah, they're surrounded by all these biker guys. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> so that made a cool picture. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, is there great. any place that on your travels that you thought, uh, you know what, if I didn't have this like goal, I think I'd stay here a little bit and soak this up. Oh, yeah. Um, if I was to do it again, I'd want to do it in 100 days because take time. Yeah, yeah. because there were literally state. there were times when I was driving and I'm like, I've got 10 minutes to get inside this Capitol to try to take as many pictures of the inside as I can before wow. they close the state Capitol. And and a lot of times. Um, they would close the Capitol and um, they'd be like, just, just hurry up. Yeah. Just, just, you <laughs> the know, security we love like, hey, man, come on. Cause most of them were police officers. A lot yeah, of the state yeah. capitals are all police officers and most of them, a lot of them are retired police officers. Yeah. So they loved the, um, the mission, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was what was also great, you know, is just um, people helping out. Uh, I had a, a, um, a senator in Utah um, walked me around and, and give me a, a tour, you know, just because she liked what I was doing. Uh, and did she was amazing? Did she hear you were coming beforehand, or was it like you showed up and she's like, "Oh, bring that guy over to see me"? No, no, she was actually unlocking a door, and okay, the key didn't work, and I w- I was walking past her, and um, I said hi. Um, I hate it when that happens. And she's like, yeah, me too. And then we got to talking and then boom, she showed up and watched me do the pushups that night. Wow. You know, so she had left, gone home and then came back to the Capitol and, and watched me do the pushups. So yeah, it was, it was just overwhelming how much love and support there was for That's this awesome. mission. Mm-hmm. <coughs> That's great. Greg, are there any questions that people are throwing out there that, or no? Well, not, I, not at nine at ten at ten at night. What time? Well, is no, no, no. I mean, the, the questions I have, I, I think, you know, I could say because when I like to travel, it's like, well, 
what kind of food did you get when you're and i tried to bring it but you didn't have time to like even oh yeah, what's what's kind of like a blitz yeah, yeah what's like 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 if you travel to i'm just gonna say madison like so if you travel to madison they said and you said well where should i go right and if they say well state street brats is you know five blocks down that way you know that's something you could do but if you're somewhere else and they're like well there's this place across town that's like you know famous in this town and you're like i don't have time i mean yeah. so i understand Which, the the wanting to that, another day not yeah. only that but you have to kind of watch out where you eat because you're constantly moving and if you're anybody like me like if you get like something that does not agree with you you don't have the time to sit there <laughs> right and deal with that yeah right or or want to deal with that because i can't imagine like you just sick to your stomach or you know taco bell and all of a sudden you got 16 hours and you're like oh, i gotta find a place to pull over yep. you know i don't think you want to deal with that so i think the best meal was probably boston massachusetts yeah, i love jen, boston. jen took me to a, a really nice fancy seafood place and she doesn't like seafood and uh, is she, is she a pats fan is she a pats fan she's unfortunately uh Bears she's a Bears fan. fan. Yeah, yes. because she's from Bel- yes. Yep. Yes. I knew you'd like that, Johnny. Good job, I told her Jen. That your dad was a bear. Good, Good job, like, Jen. I'm like, Ugh. Good job, yeah. Jen. Well, I was not- joking with her in Hawaii about it, and uh, it was the only time I saw her slightly maybe get upset. And she's like, "I would just suggest stop talking about the Bears." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." Yeah. She goes, "I also like the Patriots because she moved away." A year after high school, she moved to. Yeah. to oh, so it's uh, been a while since she's been. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, she, so she's lived in Vermont, uh, New Hampshire. Okay, New Hampshire. So yeah. yeah, you get caught up with the winning teams and like like uh, oh, yeah. this year the Bucks when the Bucks were in. I was like, hell yeah, watch this. This is a ride. Like this yeah. is great. So yeah, yeah I get so that. I get so that. I, I I that's if there's a single fault that Jen has, um, it it would be that she's a Bears fan. Nobody's perfect. nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. And she's I cute. I can tell. I so then, then you go and, and, and the Packers were almost perfect at that 15 and one season. Yeah. Almost. Have, the, have the Bears ever had that kind of season? Yeah. We went 15 and one in 1985. <laughs> you know, greatest team ever. You know, oh, that yeah. hanging, on, hanging on to 85. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's all Still. we got, man. That's all we got. <laughs> or do we have something new with this Justin kid? I'm oh, telling you, how many times have I heard about that new quarterback? I know that's all we got, Darren. That's it. <laughs> like we don't, we don't like grow quarterbacks like you, Darren and Greg. Oh, we've been spoiled. Yes, you Absolutely. have no idea. You have no idea. Oh, we do. Like, we oh, remember. No, we re- don't. Yes, I do. Uh, no, yeah. you don't. Because by I re- the time you actually paid attention, Favre was already there. No, uh, I, I remember, I remember the four and twelve years and like uh, Forrest Greg coaching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was that one season? I, <laughs> no, dude, the 70s and 80s were horrible. No, the, I, 80, the 70s and 80s, no, actually, the 80s were good for us. I think that's yeah. the only 80s decade, were great really. for Bears. Yeah, yeah um, pretty much the only decade we were really solid. That's when we had a general manager that knew what yeah. he was doing. Yep. Well, and, and you guys had Ditka, which didn't you dance with Ditka's wife once? Why would you bring that up? Guess, <laughs> dude. Cause you gotta have balls to oh, ask yeah, I, I didn't wife know to dance. that. I didn't know that at the time. You know, that was back in the day when you know if Johnny had a few drinks, Johnny would just dance with somebody. Like I don't think I've heard this story. No, I think Darren, no, no. I think Darren should tell it. Yeah. No, well, no, no, he Johnny's was there. much better. I yeah, wasn't he, there. Yeah, he wasn't there. No, I just I didn't know that. I I had no idea I was there. And I I didn't he come up to you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> me and dicka don't get along <laughs> like it, Bro, just, how have i not heard this story? well i don't i you know what darren has a great memory of all of my missteps how many years <laughs> so um we've been online for how and yeah, now you know I'm what i don't learning. i don't uh yeah i um well, I feel that, betrayed that might uh, be another podcast one day lying yeah. by omission my dance my dance with is <sighs> Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I, to be honest, I don't think she knew what was coming either. Like, <laughs> it was. Oh no! I was in my twenties. Nobody and, ever know, sees the Johnny coming. Yeah, I was in my twenties, right and, and man, like, those hips hey, could gyrate back in the twenties, and <laughs> you know, so I, yeah. So Darren, you did Move. fifty states. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh man. Smooth. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I like this gen girl already. Oh yeah. I think we can, uh, I think we can give a thumbs up if she's still listening. She's still still on. She's still listening. Probably not. Uh, oh well, no! I don't. What I can, how can can you tell? She's an hour ahead. On? Is anybody uh, even well, on? Well, yeah, I, we've got currently two. Um, two. Yeah, and I it's not letting me click to see who it is, but she's commented a few times. We're we're going oh, cool. back and forth, getting to know each other. You know. Oh, cool. Good. Good. Cool. Good. Yeah, she's um, an awesome chick. Yeah, good. Very cool. Yeah. So I mean, um, can only assume the other one is Marshall, but. Yeah, it's yeah, that's that's our number one fan, Darren. Yeah, the guy named Marshall is cool guy. Also nice. a Bears fan, but again, yeah, oh, well. Bears fan. Bears Nobody's fan. perfect. But it, you know, guys, guys, hold up. This year we're all excited about Justin Fields, but what's gonna happen is that we're gonna all come back to reality because we don't have his O line. And if anybody watched the Super Bowl last year, if you don't have an offensive line, it doesn't matter if you're Patrick Mahomes, you can't mm-hmm. get a ball off. No, I and so I will admit I bought raffle screwed. tickets. I bought raffle tickets this weekend at a at an event, uh, purely because one of the top prizes is tickets to the Packers Browns game, and I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, I want to go to that game. Darren, we have uh, the Johnny and the Greg podcast have adopted the Cleveland Browns we game have. <laughs> because uh, we just for years we Baker may feel. I like him a I little like bit. I, I like him, but it's also like it's the underdog, man. It's the I just, Browns. I want to see it's them. the Browns. You were like, yeah. they're they're good. Like last year, watching that game against Kansas City in the playoffs, I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna win this. Oh my like, god. yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. So <laughs> yeah, my my buddy's a Bills fan, and I Bills are awesome like, too. Yeah, that's a great he, fan base too, man. They are, yeah, they and, are cool. and the Packers have never won in their stadium, no? which was built in 1973, because I went to Buffalo, and mm-hmm. every three feet, I was told that as I wore my Packers jersey. And then I told them, well, it, it's, it's going to happen today, Aaron Rodgers, and then Eddie, Eddie Lacy, safety, so we lost. Yeah. Yeah. Was... Oh. Is it the Bills fan base that's like super nice? Like they're like Wisconsin fans. They're they're, they're just well, like but, Packer fans. They love to drink. They love to eat. Break um, tables. Just break tables. Well, but, but even like I, th- I think it was like somebody. Oh 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 no! Oh, yes, like, the Bills like, mafia. Yes, the Bills mafia. Like, like, oh yeah. Yes. Like their, their they, opponent um, was was trash talking them, and so they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll watch this," and then they donate thousands of dollars to yes, that guy's to a charity. charity. <laughs> to a charity. Yeah. They're like, yeah. "What do you think of that?" Huh? <laughs> yeah and it's no, like dude, it's like buffalo the best revenge great. and yeah. their food oh my god i mean obviously buffalo wings how many know, football stadiums sure. have you gone to darren uh i've been to the dome what do you mean the dome I, like atlanta the old no the old dome in in minnesota where i watched okay. brett Favre oh. lose and then um i watched brett Favre beat the bears in green bay i, I hear that dome's collapsible is that yeah okay. yeah and then i watched uh aaron Rodgers. i saw him lose against buffalo and then i saw him win 55 to 8 against uh the tennessee titans which was Damn. glorious and that was at lambeau field so cool. i was there at the lambeau i was there at a playoff game where they played matt hasselback and he said uh uh we want the ball and we're gonna score and he threw a pick six then the next play <laughs> yeah, i was there watching that I, I i i was rooting for the seahawks that day because i don't root for green bay right I have, I have a huge respect for green bay and what they do um there's right. many podcasts that i've we've we've talked about this but i've i've uh i remember looking over at my friend aaron and going um that sucks for seattle but that was pretty fucking kick-ass <laughs> that, was, that was pretty cool that was pretty cool. So, hey, real quick, because mm-hmm. this is all anybody wants to talk about right now is uh, in the sports world. What, what's your thoughts on Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? Like, oh. to me, it's just it's deja vu again with Brett Favre, isn't it? It's just deja yeah. vu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we go all back to if we go all the way back to Brett Favre. Um, I don't know what the management was thinking, letting go of Mike Holmgren. Uh, because Mike think, Holmgren. Oh, did they let go of him? I thought he wanted to go. He wanted to be general manager. Oh, he wanted they wouldn't control. give it to him. Okay. He left. We had Ray Rhodes for one year. We went eight and eight. Then we had oh, Mike God. Sherman. Yeah. And then they gave Mike Sherman general manager. And I was like, uh, why did you do that? Because he didn't win the Super Bowl. 
and after Holmgren left, it became the Brett Favre show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy, and now it's the Aaron Rodgers show. Yep. You know, and um, I mean, I don't I don't understand how you don't give Aaron Rodgers the ball on fourth down uh, with eight yards to go and you kick the field goal instead like the and and you hope to get the ball back from Tom Brady at the end of the game with two minutes left. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know who thought that idea was a good idea to give Tom Brady the ball at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And think you're going to get it back from Tom Brady? Like, are that just seems like football 101? You know, yeah. don't give the ball to Tom Brady. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Rule Fuck. number one. All right. Fucking Got calm it. down. All right. You lost. You know? Live with it. <laughs> but it, it sucked, man. I mean, it oh, sucked of course horribly. it sucked. It was embarrassing. Yeah. It was embarrassing yeah. because that's yeah, all you guys wanted so- was a home game, NFC championship game. That's what you yeah. want. Everything on the line, fourth down. Here's what think of Joe Montana. Think of all the, the I mean, when you were a kid playing in the backyard, it's fourth down. You're trying to get to the Super Bowl. Hey, let's yeah. kick this field goal instead. Yeah. You've got them pinned. So even if you don't get it, they're all the way, they've got 92 yards to go. And instead, you're going to give him better field position with the kick. I just, I, I, like, no one thought to question that. No, I'm, I, you know, well, what I, I think, think plenty is? of people thought to yeah. question that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And I think to ask like, a couple of, <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure it's really super simple to sit there and armchair quarterback that right. entire game. Agree. Um, but, but here's the thing everyone talks about how great LaFleur is. What's his season going to be when Rodgers is gone? Well, that's that's the key. That's when you're going to find everybody out talks about Patrick Mahomes and how great he is. Well, let's see how good he is when he doesn't have Kelsey or Tyreek yeah. Hill mm-hmm. or Andy mm-hmm. Reid calling up yeah. the plays. Let's see. Yeah. Um, but, but no, the Buccaneers I, I, did it perfectly. They yeah. went out and got Tom Brady and said, "What do you need?" And Tom was like, "This list." And they said, yeah. "Okay." Yeah. Antonio Brown. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think you. If if you're expecting, here's my thing with with Aaron. I and I, God, I've done this enough. Um, <laughs> I feel that Aaron. I feel Aaron Rodgers. Not, I like Aaron Rodgers. I actually like him. I actually think if I had sat down, and had a beer with him, I like him. But I think somewhere along that conversation, he would say something that would make me go, "You're kind of a fucking dick, aren't you?" <laughs> like, and I, I I just think that's that's who he. I think that's who he is. I think he's a diva. I think it's all about him, and that's to me. And I could be wrong. I don't fucking know. But I just I when you when he has a hard time, um, I've heard a, enough people that leave the Packers organization saying like, "Hey, man, he's not he's not that cool of a guy." Like yeah, he right. he holds on to things. He he remembers when a guy called him an asshole in the fourth grade and he, he calls mm-hmm. him up now and says, ha ha, you know, like yeah. he, he's that guy. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he's where he's at now because he's that guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, I just don't think but Greg, you, get rid Greg, of, you get rid of Jordy Nelson, number one receiver. You get rid of Randall Cobb, number two receiver. The number three receiver becomes the number one receiver who is amazing, mm-hmm. you know, but you don't replace Randall Cobb or Jordy Nelson with anybody else that is even close to that caliber. Well, I mean, you know? they don't grow on trees. No. The thing but- is, the thing is, if if Aaron's as if Aaron's as good as, do you think he's top five all time? I Not think that you've so, seen. I'm talking about like goat. I I think so. Um, because a lot of drop You're balls so last year. Shit. You're so full. A lot of drop balls last <laughs> year. So full of shit. It's no, he's not. He doesn't deserve. He's not. Doesn't deserve to be. He is the most accurate quarterback ever. He just hasn't. He hasn't gotten the wins. You just talked about drops. How is he accurate? It's it's not not him. him. He can't catch the ball. Like Drew Brees. Like like Drew Brees. It's not him. It's Drew Brees. Most accurate. I know so. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Darren, you did 50 push-ups. <laughs> yes, I did 50 push-ups at all 50 state capitals in 50 days. You should now Drove do over 100 15... push-ups in 32 NFL stadiums. That well, I'd love to do that. And I'd, that's I my, that's my retirement goal. 
to yeah. follow the the Monday night football crew for an oh. entire season. Oh god, I would love to dude, do that. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm I, married I, and I can't do that. There were a few days. <laughs> there were five days I did a hundred push-ups, uh, and there was one day Why? That I did a hundred. Why did you do a hundred? Uh, news crews. Oh, you had oh. to so, do them. So I would I would do them early in the day to try. So if the news crew did them, uh, that showed up early in the afternoon yeah. for the five o'clock show to try to get people to come for the uh, seven thirty push-up challenge. Yeah. Um. So I did a, a few extra that way, and then when I was in um annapolis maryland so i came down i hit up washington dc when i first planned this i wasn't sure if i was going to be able to get to the capital yeah. uh in washington dc yeah how's that look now looks great fence is down looks oh great. it is good yeah fence was down so i stopped i did the push-ups in front of the the nation's capital then i made my way over to the marine corps memorial in arlington there um no problems with and, covid or nothing like that nothing no now now there were depending on what state i was in determined on whether i had to wear a mask right uh, mm -hmm. inside the, the capital or not mm -hmm. um and what i found interesting is there were a couple of capitals like this room is not open to the public because of covid and i'm like well then how is the rest of the building open like does the covid not know not to go into the supreme court it sees okay. the door and goes whoa yeah so well, that's where we um, keep the donuts man okay yeah that's where we keep the donuts and so i did uh i did 50 for uh the marine corps memorial in um arlington there yeah. um and then i dedicated those to uh, a guy named herschel woody williams um who's the last living medal of honor recipient from world yes War II i remember yeah, I saw that. yeah and then um i also dedicated them to him to my buddy myers jackson who's a marine to my dad who's a marine and my stepdad who's a marine so i did 50 Very there cool. and then i did 50 that night at the state capitol in annapolis so i did 150 that day very cool and so the next day was a struggle so <laughs> i yeah i i'm sure it was a struggle um and i just i think what you did was <clears throat> really cool and i'm so happy that um you had support where uh strangers were helping you out and mm -hmm. they they were behind you about that to to close this out darren is what's the one thing you pulled away from this entire experience many good people there are out there there's don't give far, up right? far more good people out there than there are bad people yeah and the, the media love, yeah and the love in america is very strong for its fellow americans and for its veterans um it's just it was amazing you know yeah. that that was the biggest thing was um complete strangers just saying look i like what you're doing keep it up and mm -hmm. encouraging me to, to keep going because there were days man i was like i don't know if i can keep doing this yeah we talked about that yeah you know it it got to be a grind at some points you know of and course and yeah. i would i'd meet somebody you know i met a guy in uh georgia who had told me he had tried to commit suicide three times and oh, wow i was like dude and we got to talking you know and i said uh I said, think of it. He's like, I want to share your story, man. Can I do that? I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, think of it as a relay race. I said, somebody is doing better than you are right now. And somebody's doing a lot worse than you are right now. And that yeah. person that's doing better than you is going to hand you off that baton. Mm -hmm. You're going to pass that message to the guy behind you. And you're going to and he's going to do the same thing and that's really what it is is we're at everyone's at different stages in their life you know some are uh, on a high you know because life is up and downs and yeah. so if you're at the high you know that there's going to be a down coming and and it's going to you know it balances itself out and um you know when you're at a high just look at that guy that's having a tough time and and you know hand him out bring him up and that's all we really need to do. We're the United States of America. We're not the mm -hmm. divided States of America. And um, the United States of America is alive and well. And so um, that was a, a great thing to realize and to see just how much generosity there is from people out there all over this country. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, Greg, usually I throw it to you at this time to close this out, but I think Darren did his did did a yeah, good job. I so. think we're good there. 
Yeah. Thanks, so for everybody that listened, thank you very much. For everybody that's going to listen, thank you very much. Um, Darren, awesome job, man. I, I thank you for jumping on, giving uh, the little guys a little shine here. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Thanks, thank you for stopping a kidnapping and a carjacking. And uh, dude, I'm proud of you, man. I love you, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Love you guys too, man. Yeah. But I'm thankful cool. that you guys had me on the cast, dude. Yeah. All right, man. So for Darren Hafford, the push-up master, the Greg, this is Johnny. Podcast out, everybody. Have a great day, guys. Day.